Words FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Occupied America. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Wednesday, September 6th in the year 2023. We are literally in an occupied state right now in the United States, and it's a issue that most people are struggling with to come to grips with how bad things are as we watch this occupied force transform our agencies and transform our military and ultimately bring us to our knees as a nation, all led by one particular group, the pedophile elites. And they are real, they are vicious, and they are literally at war with everything that is Christian, everything that we value, and everything that we consider sacred. This is a time now more than ever that we're going to have to hold the line and push back hard because what is at stake are the values of a Christian nation that are trying to be erased and replaced by a a transhumanist, satanic cult that truly believes in children as their prize, and that's your children and the children of this nation, which is to destroy the future of a nation permanently. Now, patriots, before we get going, we have a few things. We have... Remember that on Friday, starting this Friday, all will begin begin the changeover from bended knee at 1 p.m. Pacific. It will begin Friday now at 6 a.m. Pacific. That will be the new time for bended knee going forward. Also, the new time for the Saturday prayer is now Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Sunday morning, 6 a.m., and that will be continued forward. The only foreseeable change on that will be during Bards Fest. We'll be doing a sunrise service two weekends out uh, at, on the Sunday after Bards Fest. But Sunday at 6 a.m. is when you'll we'll have the prayer healing session, which is Jesus and coffee. And then the rest of the week, bended knee is at 6 a.m. every day. And so that's important to remember because that change begins this Friday. All right. Also, Patriots, We know that this is a crazy time. We know that food is a weapon system. It is important to understand that in all the things we're talking about behind the scenes, they're looking at always ways to control the population, break the will, break the the people, force them into compliance. And the critical way to do that is food. Now, obviously, a food emergency system takes on multiple layers. You need to have emergency food ready to go at any notice that can last years, like 20 years that's on the shelf. You also need to have other reserves of food and you need to have seeds and other things that you're growing to replenish that food. So you need to have a garden and hopefully you'll have an ability to grow and raise animals. But critical to all of this is is the issue of emergency food. And that's where My Patriot Supply comes in. So if you type in preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, that'll take you right to the My Patriot Supply location. And you'll see that they have the three-month emergency food kits on sale right now, which is a great deal, great savings. These are super important for the family. This gives you 90 days of food per member of the family, which is critical. And at this point in time, every family should have a minimum of 90 days. Just in the situation of where we're at, when a society starts to get this disrupted and things start to fall apart the way they are, when things fall, they don't repair quickly. 90 days is enough time for you to reposition yourself to ensure that the food stocks you have will will endure. And from the standpoint of getting things reset in a society, 90 days is a time you'll start to see services typically come back to life, unless, of course, it goes crazier. But who knows? So anyway, at a minimum, every family should have 90 days of supply of food per person in the family. So head on over to My Patriot Supply Type in preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Take advantage of the great savings on the three-month emergency food kit. You will not be disappointed. All right, Pages, let me begin with this headline tonight. The Pentagon wants to affirm your gender transition. 
but not if you're avoiding the draft. I'm going to read the first par- couple paragraphs of this. It's kind of It just gives you a reflection of where our military is. And this is for all of those folks out there that are keep going, the military's in control or whatever. Yeah, they are all right. They're in the control of whacking weenies is what they're doing. The costumed bureaucrats at the Pentagon, we call generals, have spent much of the last decade enthusiastically assisting three different administrations in affirming military employees who transition or consider themselves transgender. Openly identifying as transgender has been permitted in the U.S. military since 2016 under the Obama administration. The the Trump administration did not stress this. Listen to me. The Trump administration did not reverse this policy, but took steps to limit the number of employees undergoing sex change surgeries and other active efforts at transitioning. Since 2021, however, the Pentagon has returned to the earlier Obama-era period policy, paying for surgeries, hormone usage, and related treatments requested by military employees. From 2007 to 2009, more than $3 million has been spent on surgeries and an additional $12 million spent on related procedures. The Pentagon in recent years has fallen over, over itself to pander to the LGBTQ interest groups, as can be seen in this military recruitment video, which we're not going to play. I'm going to play something else. Given the Pentagon has made it clear it devoted it to affirming these life choices among potential recruits, it would be reasonable to assume that the Pentagon rejects the idea that one's assigned sex at birth has any, has any objected meaning at all. After all, truly affirming transgender ideology requires rejecting the notion that men are men or women are women. Now, I want you to think about what we're talking about here, because if you're going to seize control of a nation and you're going to do so without firing a shot, you have to seize control of its military. It's important, especially one as big as ours. So the question really is, why is the transgender issue such a big deal for this entire process of getting these people in the military and using transgender surgeries and affirming your gender care. Take a listen to this perspective on pedophiles, and I think you'll start to get a bigger glimpse. Why do the pedophiles care about lesbians, bisexuals, homosexuals, and transgenders? If I am a pedophile, I don't want to go to jail. I'm a celebrity. I'm famous. Ritualistic sex is what we do with kids. It's part of our demonic culture. I want pedophilia to become normal. I want it stricken from the criminal code altogether. I'm going to push LGBTQ because if a child is old enough to decide I never want to have children, take my testicles, take my ovaries. If an 8, 9, 10, 11-year-old child is old enough to make those three decisions, how can you argue that they're not old enough to decide to have sex. The argument of the pedophile is going to be backed up by this LGBT crusade against our children because in their sick minds, they are rationalizing the argument before the courts. If he's old enough to say, I don't want my testicles, if she's old enough to say, I never want to have children, if he's old enough to say, I want to live my life as a girl, if she's old enough to say, I want to live a life as a boy and I don't care about having kids and she can say this at 12, is she not also old enough to decide when she's ready to have sex? That is going to be the argument that the pedophiles are going to take into court. LGBTQ is the mask the pedophile movement wears to get their agenda pushed. And they are doing so right now by arming themselves with the most sophisticated weaponry and putting themselves in the ranks of leadership in our military. I want you to think about that. All right, this is what's happening before our very eyes. And as our soldiers are out here trying to navigate their way, and those commanders that are not don't have a spine, which there's a whole bunch of them, are kissing the butt of generals to make sure that there's affirming care for, for gender transition. And then we have the sergeant majors, that's a whole nother class of stupid, that are now accepting that this is part of their new soldier base, that we have to deal with the transition soldiers. We're dealing with a takeover of our military right before our very eyes. And it's something that everyone 
should be concerned about. It's, it's something that is it's weaponizing the LGBTQ group in such a dramatic way that truly we're looking at something pretty crazy. Now, there's an article that posted today in on Twitter or also known as X, okay, and it came from Laura Loomer, and I want to point this out. She says, exclusive Laura Loomer investigation. I have conducted an investigation, and I believe that for the sake of national security, public interest, and now my own personal safety, I need to immediately release and publish what I have uncovered about the United States government involvement in recruiting violent American Nazis, white supremacists, and domestic terrorists, and turning them into mercenaries and confidential informants in Ukraine to fight against Russians and kill civilians. Upon their return to the U.S., some of these Nazis are now engaging in per- perpetuating hate crimes and other felonies in the U.S., and they appear to be protected by our government from serving prison time, have received delayed prison time, and even reduced prison time. As, as many of you saw this weekend, I stumbled upon a Nazi rally in Altamonte Springs, Florida, where I encountered 50 swastika flags waving Nazis flags waving Nazis affiliated with Blood Tribe and Goyam Defense League, GDL. One of the individuals in attendance who I filmed at the rally in 9-2-23 is a U.S. citizen and Nazi named Kent Boneface McKellen. At the rally, he was Saig Heidling while screaming, Slava Ukraine! His whole entire body and face is covered in tattoos, including many Nazi tattoos, etc. Now, Why is this important? Because if you've been following what the Russians have been uncovering in Ukraine, you're finding out that the Nazis are typically gay and pedophiles. Most of the Azov battalion over there, which is the true hardcore Nazi battalion, most of them are gay and pedophiles. And now those fighters are apparently coming back here under protection of our government. You're seeing the weaponization of the system, and it's the pedophiles that have seized control. This is the occupied force we're dealing with. And if you need reminding of where all this came from, let's take a listen to this. If the rumors about Barack Obama being gay are true and Michelle Obama being a trans are true, then why don't they just come out of the closet considering that their base as a whole would probably be pretty accepting of them? That's a great question. And there could be a couple different reasons. The first reason is that it is easier to get people to believe a lie than it is to convince them that they've been lied to. Meaning that it would only provide more ammo for the side that hates Barack Obama while not getting much of the support from the side that loves it. Because they still wouldn't believe it, even if it came out of his own mouth. You've seen that time and time and time again. And if you go to my pinned video and you watch the segment about door number three, then you would understand that this is exposure season. There are more people that woke up just in the last couple years that have no idea that any of this has even been going on. This to them is all brand new information, even though the video with DeSouza is old. Switching sides. Another reason that this would be a really tough sell for the Obamas is that they would have to come out and admit that they lied about this the entire time, which discredits any legacy that Obama would have ever thought that he would have left. Because if he lied about that, what else did he lie about? This is pretty big. This is huge. And it's important to understand that This coup began under Obama, and the coup is the coup of the pedophile elite. And this all came from its origins in the bowels of the CIA. Let's be clear. Now, what we're learning about Obama is not anything new if you've been paying attention to this. In fact, if you've been tracking Obama since he first came to office, most of the things that are coming out in Revelations today about him are all in relation to things that were revealed even back as far as 2007. Or to, let's see, his, his campaign was 2008, so 2007. And these things started to surface then about the questioning of who he was, his birth certificate, his, his lack of U.S. citizenship. But the media was obviously in the pocket, has always been in the pocket of the elites and was mum. And anybody that dare spoke out about that, thanks to a retarded U.S. public that didn't want to believe that a presidency could be stolen, faced an unbelievable backlash, even from, from moderate conservatives, who absolutely refused to believe that Obama was not, was actually not a U.S. citizen and was a gay man married to a transgender woman, which would mean married to a man named Michael, Big Mike, who had a weenie and didn't have it cut off yet, but definitely was walking around in dresses and skirts in the White House. 
this is what happened. This is what, and when you look at this, it's important, very important to grab this idea of what happened to our nation. It wasn't just the seizing of the White House. This was a ritualistic defiling of our nation's capital and inverting the capital into a satanic cult. That inversion is that you place a man up in front who is actually gay with a wife who is actually a man, and your children are not yours. You've loaned them out or rented them out or whatever the heck they did. This was an absolute inversion of our nation and in perversion of our nation. And all of that in the Capitol with the Washington Monument, which is a symbol of Osiris. And remember, Osiris, that symbol is, is the phallic symbol for Osiris, who got his weenie cut off when they butchered him up and they couldn't find it, so they made one out of silicon. All of that is all part of this greater agenda, which is the transhumanist agenda. Hence, trans is such an important part of everything they do, which is to transition humans into a new state. Now, to highlight that, tomorrow night we have an incredible interview, tomorrow night, super honored, that's going to carry that conversation to a whole new level. And that's going to be Joe Allen. If you follow um, War Room with Steve Bannon, you'll know that Joe Allen is works for Steve Bannon. And I interviewed him this morning. Incredible guy, fantastic new book, and an amazing interview. So make sure and tune in tomorrow night because we're going to take transhumanism to a whole new level. But this whole issue, again, is a, a situation where we are occupied as a nation, and we have to start getting our head around this. Now, just to put this in context, I want you to understand what we're talking about in the magnitude of the things that this weaponized state is looking at doing to its own people. After 9-11 and the birth of Homeland Security, fusion centers were set up to monitor U.S. citizens, and the U.S. Department of Justice legalized non-consensual experiments on the public. These fusion centers employ civilians to target individuals and harass them, intimidate them, vandalize their property, and interfere with their day-to-day -day life. This is known as gang stalking. Former high-ranking FBI agent Ted Gunderson reported in 2011 that himself and thousands of others were being targeted. FBI agent Mike German confirmed this as well. Several federal agents have reported that they were targeting individual Americans, including people who were simply pro-life, and that they were pressured to put more people on their targeting lists to legitimize more federal funding. These Homeland Security fusion centers are able to put any American citizen on the terrorist watch list without any reason or due process. In 2012, NSA whistleblower William Binney reported that the feds are conducting comprehensive surveillance on nearly every U.S. citizen and targeting whomever they please. In 2014, Glenn Greenwald exposed the methods used to target individuals such as hacking into people's social media accounts, posing as that person, and contacting their friends and coworkers. Targetedjustice.com is currently working on suing the federal government for targeting individual U.S. citizens with different high-tech weapons, including directed energy weapons. The Havana Syndrome, when diplomats in Cuba were attacked with directed energy weapons, was not an isolated event. There are thousands of individuals who claim to be under this same sort of attack, and they have the scars to prove it. As far back as 1976, the technology to remotely alter brainwaves has existed, including voice-to-skull technology that allows the government to directly transmit voices into people's brains. As bad as all this is, it is likely to get much worse. In 2017, Dr. James Giordano gave a lecture on the latest government technologies to target individuals, such as neuroweapons to control brain function and modify memories. I'm looking to target key individuals who may then be influential to relative aspects of their representative groups. 
I can affect individuals' brain functions in a variety of different ways, both positively and negatively, by engaging or disengaging nodes and networks of the brain that therefore affect their cognitions, emotions, and ultimately their behaviors. Something my colleague Jamie Canton likes to play with an awful lot is the idea of specialized neural operations. And here, once again, we're talking about the use of either drugs and or devices to modify the integrity of brain function that we realize can also modify individuals' perception of time and space. We talked earlier about how these may be used in interrogation scenarios, and this too may be used against key individuals to be able to modify their perception of time, their perception of what occurred and what did not, memory modification, etc. Nanoparticulates that can give an individual a stroke. So what we're able to do here is infiltrate the brain space with nanoparticulate matter that aggregates in situ, on site in the brain, and does one of two things. Either penetrates from the vascular space, gets in through the bloodstream, gets in through the nose, through the mucosa, or infiltrates the vascular space and clogs it. What is the result? What's called a nanoparticulate stroke, or a hemorrhagic diathesis, fancy word, for it's a predisposition to individuals having brain bleeds. He explains how they can make people sick with an undetectable illness to make them go crazy. What I'm doing is I'm using a dispersion methodology to be able to infect sentinel cases with a highly morbid condition. These individuals complain. Again, this is a central nervous system condition. So they're complaining of whatever the bug may do. It'll produce some cascade of neurological and neuropsychiatric signs and symptoms. What I've now done is I've got every individual who is diagnostically hypochondriacal, and I've got every individual who's the worried well flooding the public health system, banging on the door. The CDC comes back and says, nonsense, that's not real. I come back and say, that's fake news. He says they can already control insects and use them to deliver bioweapons. I infiltrate that bug's nervous system and I control the way it moves. By controlling the way it moves, I control the way it goes. I control its wings pattern. I control where it hovers, where it flies, where it articulates. And what I can also do is I can then couple this to a very, very small scale set of either biosensors or cameras. And what I basically have here is a biodrone. I can go one step further on. I can also impregnate that individual, that individual organism, with a very small-scale weaponizable delivery mode. In other words, if I'm using a very, very small-scale bioweapon, such as a very potent organotoxin, or the delivery of a very small level of microbes that we know can either replicate and infect, or is genetically modified to have a very, very high morbidity effect, I can then utilize this not only as a reconnaissance drone, but also as an infiltrative weaponizable drone that can then deliver some payload Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Make sure to follow Greg Reese. He's awesome. And he's, he's, his reporting is outstanding. Now, this is something to keep in mind. And what you're hearing here is a byproduct of somebody who works in the defense, military and defense contract industry, the military industrial complex. And it's a mentality that's hard for many Americans to understand. In an environment where everything is a threat, and that's how the military-industrial complex and the Department of Defense is constructed. Everything is a threat first, and you have to sort out the threat and then create countermeasures for the threat. So everything you're hearing here is based on a concept of how to deal with a threat, whatever that threat is. The problem is it's not limited. These technologies are not limited for use in a threat. If we go back to Obama, one of the things that we have to remember is he legalized the killing of Americans overseas without due process. They were able to use drone strikes on Americans because they were classified as, say, an imam or a radicalized imam, and they were able to kill Americans overseas. That's just unbelievable, but it was done. In the meantime, as we're watching what's happened before, as he's moved forward, there was a massive purge under Obama of our leadership and our generals, and replacing them were people that were put in that were sympathetic to a world order, a new world order or a one world government. And many of them were sympathetic to as Europhiles and pro-NATO. Remember, NATO is just a cover. It's not the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. NATO, in truth, is the Nazi Atlantic Treaty Organization. And in fact, it is a hub of the greatness of their power. We have been funding NATO and putting our people on the ground for NATO so that they can build up their economies and their banking industry, to, which is the backbone of their greatest power. All of this right now is beginning to come undone. All of this is beginning to unravel. And as it does unravel, we're beginning to see something pretty incredible, which is truth, but also the darkness in which they have been operating. Now, 
as we look at the targeting of things and we understand that these people ultimately are, we've already heard about the concept of sending out groups that Greg Reese talked about to disrupt people. We understand that we have a military that's being weaponized. We also have elites that are trying to go after targeted groups. And it's not just child sex trafficking, it's organ harvesting. This is all happening right here. Like I say, we are occupied, okay? We are occupied and being run by an, a pedophile elite that's putting its own in the military ranks. It's using the laws of, of equitable and equal hiring issues to get these people into governance positions and to get them into policing positions so that they have their own people that want to do everything they can to ensure that pedophiles are protected. These are psychopaths protecting psychopaths. Take a listen to this piece. If you don't know who this woman is. Language warning. She's going viral, but she's about to say some shit. And I think she got her name up to say this alone. Heed this message. This is not satire. Wake the fuck up and get your children off the internet. I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to say it. Y'all been asking me how do I know about organ donation. I don't know shit about organ donation. I know a lot about snatching organs. There's a difference. Do you want to save your child? It ain't us in the ghetto. And it ain't wealthy kids. Who's in high demand is the children in the suburbs. 16 years to 19 years old. And if you one of them, listen up, that meets this category. Are you in back of your room right now? On the internet doing fucking nothing? I've been trying to speak to y'all on this app and all my platforms for a while. But y'all not hearing me. There are rich wealthy people right now that see your name that you are on a list and they give the scumbags that look just like me from the hood to come snatch your little ass up don't ask me how I know your mama and daddy have been paying for your good food your good checkups your good eyeballs they've been giving you great credit a great name They've been working check to check. They ain't got no money for real. They keeping up with the Joneses and keeping your ass in sports that you ain't even going to go nowhere at. You won't even go to college for real and get a real education. So it is real, wealthy, rich people for real wealthy that think you are worthless, Back. alive. Back. You are wasting space, wasting the economy, wasted. They, they really talk like this. Back. I know this shit ain't believable, but it is true. Please take it from me. You are priceless, dead to them. Even your index finger and your thumb are worth $375 on the black market. Human trafficking is a real thing, and it ain't about them fucking movies where the people are getting hold out on drugs. No. It's about the suburb child, 16 to 19 years old, that's sitting in a motherfucking room as rich white people eradicating, if that's the right word, you motherfuckers out. Get up. Go do something. Get off of the internet. So your name can get off the internet. Mm. Mm. Message. Message. It is so important that we start to understand that, that we live in a threat environment. And the children are the target. And we get this over and over, but I think it's hard for parents to completely contextualize how much danger they're in. Children that are online are being profiled. Every action they make, they're being profiled. If you have a fingerprint access, their fingerprints are being held and they're being matched with a profile. That's part of biometric collection. If you have a facial scan that your child is using to get into, the, into their phone, for example, like the new Apples, that is a biometric scan that's being used and stored and built in their profile. Every place they go, everything they look at is a collected issue to look at their patterns of behavior. And what people don't understand is how sophisticated this whole system really is. You can determine so many things about people in their deep sense of who they are based on what they look at, what they look, look for, what they buy, what they sell, how, what type of content they consume, how long their duration of consumption is 
where it is that they're poking around and researching, you can start to get inside their head and start understanding. And if you can understand that, then you can start to influence the outcome of how they think and operate. That's the point of what Greg's Reese's piece was about as well, is that we are all being targeted. And in targeted, they're particularly going after the children, which are very easily molded. And outside of the parents' control is they're being let unleashed onto this black mirror product that truly is a demonic portal. And I'm not saying that lightly. And, I, and that's why I'm saying tomorrow night, tune in, because you're going to hear one of the experts in transhumanism talk to you about how this event, these, these devices we have, are literally portals into the demonic. And that's coming from a science-based route. So you have to understand that we're dealing with a true spiritual war. And all of this is structured around a satanic pedophile cult that's putting its inverted people into power. They are the pedophiles, the transgenders, all leading to an idea that humankind is to be transitioned from its origins into God's creation, into a hyper, into a hyper state or new, new state of being, which will create a new God, which will be AI, that we will contribute to. That's all of our thoughts, all of our actions, everything we're doing, that that God will now rule humanity and humanity will merge with it. That's ultimately transhumanism. And that's the tract we're being put on. And it's happening at every single tier in society. And the corruption's deep because the people that run this have no concern for humanity. They have no value in humanity. Most of them are atheists. I want you to hear this interview. It's actually a deposition from that involves Stanley Plotkin, MD, who is a major researcher that was involved with using fetuses in his research. I want you to hear just the, this whole thinking in this and understand that evil in our world is very real. And these people are occupying this world for their agenda of transitioning humanity into a satanic cult. In your work related to vaccines, uh, how many fetuses have been part of that work? My own personal work, too. I'm going to hand you what's been marked Plaintiff's Exhibit 41. Okay. Are you familiar with this article, Dr. Plotkin? Yes. Okay. Are you listed as an author on this article? Yes. This study took place at the Wistar Institute, correct? Yes. You were at the Wistar Institute, correct? Yes. How many fetuses were used in the study described in this article? Uh, quite a few. So this study involved 74 fetuses, correct? Oh, I don't remember exactly how many. You turn to page 12 of the study. Yeah, 76. 76. Mm -hmm. And um, these fetuses uh, were all three months or older when aborted, correct? Yes. Okay. And these were all normally developed fetuses, correct? Yes. What organs did you harvest from these fetuses? Well, I didn't personally harvest any, but uh, a, a whole range of uh, tissues were harvested um, by uh, co-workers. Okay. And these pieces were then cut up into little pieces, right? Yes. And they were cultured? Yes. Okay. Um, some of the pieces of the fetuses were pituitary gland that were, that were chopped up into pieces to, mm -hmm. okay, included the lung of the fetuses? Yes. Okay, included the skin? Yes. Kidney? Yes. Spleen? Yes. Heart? Y yes. And tongue? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't recall, but yeah, probably yes. Um, so, uh, I, I just want to make sure I understand. In, in, in your entire career, and this was just one study, so I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you again. In your entire career, how many fetuses have you worked with? Um, well, I don't remember the exact number, but uh, quite a few when we were studying them uh, originally before we decided to use them to make vaccines. Do you have any sense? I mean, this one study had 76. How many other studies did you have that you used aborted fetuses oh, for? Oh, I, I don't remember how many. 
you're you're aware are you aware that the one of the uh, objections to vaccination by the plaintiff in this case is the inclusion of aborted fetal tissue in the development of vaccines and the fact that it's actually part of the ingredients of vaccines? Yeah, I'm aware of those objections. The okay. uh, Catholic Church has actually issued a document on that which says that individuals who need the vaccines should receive the vaccines regardless of the fact and that, uh, that uh, I think it implies that I am the individual who will go to hell because of the use of aborted tissues, which you, I am glad do you know, to do. Okay. Do you know if the mother is Catholic? I have no idea. Okay. Do you take issue with religious beliefs? Yes. Uh, you've said that, quote, vaccination is always under attack by religious zealots who believe that the will of God includes death and disease? Yes. You stand by that statement? I absolutely do. Okay. Are you an atheist? Yes. He is an atheist. You see, this, this whole fight is always spiritual. doesn't matter how many ways you dice it. We're occupied by, again, a satanic cult. They do not believe in God. Many of them are atheists, and they have no problem aligning on the other side because they get to do whatever they want to do without restraint. Remember, this is do as thou wilt, which is right out of Aleister Crowley's work. This is what we have in our nation right now. This is what's permeated our government. That's what's permeated our, our Department of Defense. This is what has permeated corporate boardrooms. This is what has permeated your administrations and schools, even, even in our state legislatures and down to our county commissions. It's big. The it isn't that there's so many of them. It's that they have strategically placed themselves in position, and they have been as pedophiles and predators do. These psychopaths are bringing in more of their own. They're using the hiring process to get more of their own in. They're using the rigged voting system to get more of their own in. And they're using the, this sympathetic plea to people that are so naive and, and so ridiculously retarded that they are really believing that we have to be inclusive with this group of people. The pulpit has been destroyed in, in a certain sense by this entire value structure. Any church that way puts out in front a rainbow flag is under control. It is an occupied church under control of the hand of Satan. You have to see that. And you have to stop looking at this world in terms of we're going to fix stuff through a simple vote that will put Trump back in power and everything will be better again. Understand what we're up against here. And the only way it's going to stop is at a local level where we are literally using every means possible to expose these creeps and to get them out of office and to drive them out of your county. A pedophile cannot resist a child. You cannot correct a pedophile's actions. It's proven time and again. They have tried chemical castration. They have tried lobotomies. They have tried putting people on certain suppressive drugs. Every time a pedophile returns to their behavior of desiring children, and to, to molest and to destroy the children's innocence. They are a true hand of the devil. And these people are everywhere, in particular in our military, and increasingly in our places like law enforcement and other things. So really what we have to start understanding is the magnitude of all this, because all of this system that we're under is a Babylonian structure. It's a structure that monitors, controls, and we're subject to it. And we're participant in it. And every time we're out here in the exchange participating in these corporate environments, we're helping it along. Understand literally where the head of the snake is. It's very clear that the head of the snake is the financial system. We can argue till the end of time about who runs the world. Is it the Jesuits? Is it the reptilians? Is it the Illuminati? Is it the Freemasons? We can go on and on and on and on about this. But I don't think it is reasonable to even begin arguing about the mechanism that is used to exert this control. The mechanism is finance. The whole point of finance is to indebt, otherwise to enslave. What is a mortgage? I mean, what does that stand for? It's called, it's a death grip. 
So when you get a mortgage, you have a death grip held over you because you are in debt. You don't even own the house. The bank owns the house that loans you the money to buy the house unless you're fortunate enough to have all the money to buy it outright. And even then, you can be taxed by the government, and if you fail to keep up with those taxes, the government can then take it from you. The whole system is based on a financial fraud which effectively takes the power that we have and it gives it to a tiny group of individuals who are running the world through the control of finance. With the infinite supply of money that we have allowed them to take, they have literally an infinite supply of money, and with that money, and from their psychopathic point of view, they have bought everything and everyone who can be bought. Everything and everyone that can be bought. They've purchased it all because they've had the ability to print unlimited amounts of money. All of these events that have happened at a strategic level have always been done in a way to traumatize the public while they maneuver something else. You start looking back to where they started to make these big maneuvers on this country, and they tried it early on, but really got full steam during the Civil War. And then from the Civil War, it was the Act of 1871. And then from the Act of 1871... We had all of these things going on during the period, the Palmer raids, the trial of Sacco and Vanzetti to, to demonize people. Sacco and Vanzetti were anarchists from Spain that ended up being hung for, for insurrection and treason against this nation. Palmer raids were the first attempts to be able to in, bypass your protection of home so they could raid your home on the basis of terrorist potential and national security. That all tied in with World War One, the destruction of the multiple parties. We used to have nearly 60 or 70 or even more parties up until we got to World War I. And then after World War I in the 30s, we were down to three parties, Democrat, Republican, and Communist. And then that was eliminated. We were brought down to two. Those parties weren't just erased. This was an insurgency that was happening at a political level all along here. The Fed was established. Our money changed. World War II happened. Then we had the Korean War, the Vietnam War. All of these things to break down, to wear down, to kill off legitimate, strong Americans and to weaken the generation coming along. The 60s generation was the drug generation, the free love generation. And as people were getting high, taking LSD, having a big time with the Timothy Leary campaign, having free love and, and not bathing and having their hippie sex, we had the assassination and the purge of the, of the moral positions of our nation. John F. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy. And then we had the wiping out of Martin Luther King. And then we started to see, as they always do, they purge those that know the most. Move. The Move movement in, in Philadelphia was burned to the ground, a whole city block. And they lived in these wood buildings on a city block in Philadelphia. They accidentally dropped a smoke bomb in the middle of the buildings and burned men, women, and children out of an entire block. It was one of those, oops, sorry, didn't mean to drop a smoke pot that we did, ended up causing the entire block to move. SBLA, the Sembanese Liberation Army. They, these were radicalized groups indeed, but they burned them down. It was in L.A. Every time they did this, these were ritualistic cycles and demonstrations to the world that if you step out line and challenge the state, we will burn you and kill you. Martin Luther or uh, Malcolm X was gunned down in, in, in his speech with a shotgun. Everybody that was speaking out against the corruption in their different forms was erased. Erased. And it left a generation to wander in histories to be rewritten. And we are here. And we are now in a situation where the pedophile elite has now managed to move its way and maneuver its way to the top. And now it's doing the infiltration from top down, getting into our military and turning that institution into a weaponized system of control. We have to understand this. And we have to understand what's at stake of being quiet and being sidelined. Because they, the idea that they're playing with is a situation where they truly believe that they can control everything by getting you not to be able to speak out against these creeps. These are perverts. In another time in our history, if you were gay, the punishment was death. Now if you say that, they're going to call you a Nazi. And yet it's the Nazis that are the pedophiles that they're bringing back from Ukraine to terrorize our cities. You see how this works? Accuse you of what they are so that you take the punishment and they hide in plain sight. The classic game of disinformation. Our country is under siege. It has been under siege. It is not an issue that you will ever solve this by the vote. I want you to hear this perspective on the vote, and it's a great one to reflect on. 
a valid question. Please explain to me how some of you who can already acknowledge that not only has voting in this country been rigged and unfair for decades and decades now on both sides, but you can also acknowledge that they haven't actually fixed it, apologized to gain back the public's trust, why you would still participate like why any of us should still play along and waste our time please explain it to me without the defensiveness of but if you don't vote then so and so does or you got to vote for the lesser of two evils because what if you don't want to vote for evil period and really even as a child i didn't want to play a board game or a video game with a known cheater it was a waste of my time and useless, and I felt above that as a child. So this is very similar, the same feeling of what's the point. It's a great point, and it's one that they have everybody so hyper-focused on this vote. We're not seeing the bigger plays on the board. I've said this, and I always provoke somebody's going to get their panties in a wad when I say it, but I don't believe in the vote. Other than what we do on a local level where we can literally have direct effect and direct accountability, everything else is the biggest part of the show. And all of this emphasis right now as we head into the fall of keeping our eyes on Trump, keeping our eyes on all the dramatics of the election while we have still 1,260-plus children missing in Lahaina, why we have children disappearing every single day, why our military is being infected by a pedophile elite and they're moving in their pedophiles and their freaks into positions of power and influence, while the economy is being engineered to collapse, inflation now is running in true real inflation, 35% or above. Households are starting to collapse. The family is being stressed once again. And every time the family gets stressed, the one thing that gets released into the public domain for them to vulturize are the children. Always the same. This is the occupying force. There's more of us than them. And yet they figure that if they use the rules, they use our guilt, they, use, they invert the concept of our belief, especially Christians, especially Christians, to say you must love all. They turn it on its head. This is Satan's greatest tool. You cannot judge. You must accept. You must love all. They turn this on the head to where people then get this guilt and they're like, oh, I guess I can't say anything. And they take it over. We're occupied. And their flag is the rainbow flag. I don't care what it's supposed to represent. What it does represent is occupation of the United States. When they flew that flag on rainbow gay month, pervert month, and they flew it under the American flag at every embassy. It was a statement to the world that the pedophile elite had secured the high domain and they control America. Because they control America through their mind and their emotions and the effective dumbing down of enough people to where they literally believe that this whole culture of gay, lesbian, bi, trans, whatever the hell else it is, is something that's all part of this new era that we have no control over, that suddenly it's cropping up out of nowhere. As the groomers go into full speed with the kids, as the propaganda has been in full swing against the kids, as the porn industry has gone in full swing against the kids, and the families, and the men, and all the people that are supposed to be there to protect the children are now broken and out of the way, and they're going right for the kids. And it's now in our military. I can't stress this enough, how critical of a time it is that we live in. And it's not easy. What I do want you to remember, though, is God has the power to do many things. So for those of you that are struggling with addiction and struggling with sort of these moments of challenge right now, I want you to hear these words. Still, one of my favorite quotes to this day is, God will put you back together right in front of the people who broke you. That's a true statement, and it's a glorious statement for the time in which we live. But you have to have faith, and you have to understand what we're fighting against, and you have to understand the power that we carry, because we have the words, and the words carry the power of life and death. What if I told you that some of you are cursing yourself with your own mouth 
Proverbs 18.21 tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So what you say matters. So if you're always speaking negative, you can expect your life to carry negative fruit. Look, you're made in the image of God. So that right there is enough to tell you that you matter. And if you matter, you should speak life about yourself. Don't let life and circumstances that have happened to you determine how you feel about yourself. Pick up the Bible, see what God says about you, and then speak forth the Word of God into your life. There's nothing more powerful right now than our faith, and they know it, and that's why it's under siege. If it wasn't so important, they wouldn't care. Obviously, and this should, this should probably get me a fatwa put on me, Islam doesn't matter. And as much as they think it matters, the elites don't care because they're letting Islam grow. That should tell you everything. The one thing they want destroyed, they want destroyed Christian faith. Because Christians have the power given to them of life and death through the word. Patriots, there is great hope in this era, but the hope is resting on each one of us, not by some magic guy that's going to get elected to office, not by some bunch of people that are going to stand up and go hoorah and suddenly take over the military and lead the country to great glory. The biggest thing you have to worry about in all these framings of like the military is in control, the where's the military is going to be the only way, they don't see the world like you and I. And on top of it, the infection within the military is deep and it's very dangerous. The power and hope of this country of restoring us back to the Republic comes through our relationship in Christ, through Christ to the Father, and our anchoring in our understanding of what the Constitution is. And it has always been we the people. That's who's going to take this back. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. We're going to be coming into times increasingly that difficult, difficult decisions are going to have to be made. And you're going to have to make those decisions not on whether you can afford your rent or afford food, but whether you're going to violate the tenets of God or whether you're going to walk in the fields with Satan. And it's literally going to get that brutal. So be prepared. Understand truly that it is critical now to be building that deep and intimate relationship with our Father. It has to happen. You have to learn to hear his voice. You have to be intimate with him and let him know your heart. And you have to have the courage to lean in, to embrace the authorities given to us and press into that as a child of the Most High. We have not even seen the glories and miracles of God yet, but we're preparing the ground. This enemy is basically doing parlor tricks and the shenanigans that they do at a circus. That's what's attracting people. That's what's drawing them in. They're in being intimidated by a bunch of freaks and people that identify as something other than human. This is a true demonic war, and the demons, the demons are on the move. And unfortunately, thanks to a weakened and often disastrously buried pulpit and a dead stone wall temple that's all over this nation, our people of faith are being shepherded into a trap because they're not being prepared for the fight that we're in. Our fight is going to be mighty. Our fight has to be glorious, and it is going to be leaning into the glory of heaven and the authorities given to us as the children of the Most High. You have to be fearless. You have to be ruthless in those attacks, and you have to be precise in how you pray. This is not a game. This is a war, and it's not a something that we can lackluster through or try to stand in the middle of the aisle and hope that it blows over. It won't. It's all about whom we serve. And in the end of the day, we all know whom that is. That's the one God, the true God, the God of hosts, and only through Christ to the Father. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today very humbled and blessed. And we thank you for this time that we share each day to reflect and hear the wisdom and be guided by the knowledge necessary for us to grow our strength and our anchor our feet more de deeply on the rock of faith. Father, in this time of such a much convolution, so much deceit, so much absolute craziness, the rising up of a satanic group that's trying to infiltrate every aspect of our lives, that tries to seek to predatorize their moves to take advantage and turn children into prey. 
Father, we pray tonight for an absolute hedge of protection around every family that has their eyes on Christ. We pray for the hedge of protection around this nation's children. And we pray for a powerful and a mighty strength that will well in the hearts of men to raise them up as warriors in our time. Father, we rebuke any of the attempts of the, of the demons to infiltrate this, and yet we also know that we face an embodied mass of people, demonized and controlled by their own power, leading that fight against us. And so we pray for the remnant to have greater strength, greater wisdom, greater clarity and thought, to be able to discern and to be able to stand boldly against this enemy. And as we stand to raise up the others that may perhaps were timid or were remiss in seeing what was coming. So Father, give us the eyes to see. Give us the strength to stand. And give us the hearts of the warrior to fight. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. An important point, or important time, patriots, that we stand together and keep our eyes clearly on the cross. There's going to be a lot of confusion that will continue. And the more that it happens, the more we're going to be thrown back and forth. But we have to keep our eyes clearly on where we are going. Through Christ to the Father. And through this, we get through this and we stay out of this world, but participant and guides in this world to help these people break themselves free from this dark and evil hand that's trying to choke out this nation. We cannot let this republic fall. And this republic will not fall as long as we stand mightily in the gap with God behind us and Christ in our heart. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.